0: Now they get, there's like a um, cost of admission or cost mm-hmm. of attendance stipend, which is like four grand or something, which, I mean, it's not life changing. And I don't necessarily think that any amount of money they would give you would be life changing. Mm-hmm. In other words, I don't necessarily think it's going to be gotta two think million. Back.
1: Do- you got to think back to college. Like to me. To if me I got oh two hundred dollars, <laughs> what? I'm going to Zaxby's and getting some yeah. wings. Like it's yeah. for me. It I changed. I had a, it changed my life.
0: I had a. I had a terrible. And I don't even know why it was this, but I had a terrible obsession with Lacoste polos. And I had one. I remember <laughs> I that was Like crazy. It was like no, but I had like one in every color. And looking back, I think they were like seventy dollars. Do you pop the <laughs> color? Did you wear the collar um, up or did you put it down? I'm not going to lie. My sophomore year, I definitely popped my collar oh, on occasion. Gosh. And then my mugshot when I got my DUI, <laughs> I was wearing a polo shirt. With the- no, but the collar was half popped. But the reason was is because the cops, when they threw me on the ground and picked me back up, they yanked my collar. I was okay, unaware that it was well, yanked. It
1: was yanked. Okay. Well, that's not your fault. Hold you
0: to that. So the WNBA just celebrated their 20th anniversary uh, this past season. Uh, and I was looking back at the history of the league. I watched the WNBA so much as a kid. Cynthia Cooper was like it. my all time favorite. But looking back at the attendance figures, and last year in the nineteenth year, they were at sort of the lowest they've been. This year, they crept back up. Viewership uh, crept back up. And from someone who's who's in the middle of it, like what what does the WNBA need to do to? You know, I don't know that it's a niche thing because I think it's I think it can be more than a niche thing. So what does it need to do to grow in popularity? And maybe catch, you know, MLS or, or even baseball which is a declining sport.
1: You know, Lisa Borders was a huge step in the correct direction. I really like her. And I like her because she's not only our president, but she's also a fan of women's basketball. And I think you have to have that. You have to have that passion-driven person that's heading your organization. I think also we need to figure out our target audience and be real about our target target audience, because I think in the years past, we've kind of gone from, okay, we're going to target market daddy daughters. Then we did this marketing campaign of like, you know, saying all these negative things about it and be like, I wouldn't say that. Would you like targeting (laughs) men? I guess. I don't know. But I think we need to figure out who our target marketing group is. And target towards them because I think once we bring people to the games, we I've had a number of people that never have been to a Sparks game. They come one time, they're like, "This is fun! It's a family activity. There's music, you know, and different things like that." So I think that's and by the way, the level
0: of play is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you. No, but it is the level of play is awesome, and I think ultimately people want to watch awesome basketball. Mm. So the NBA, you know, one of the big things that happened with David Stern is. During the 80s and 90s, like, the NBA became, like, all about marketing star mm. players. And, yeah. and really, and it's kind of the holdover from his regime, if you want to call it that. But it's the holdover from his his being a commissioner. is like, our league is so star-driven. Yes. And I, I think you can make a case right now that the WNBA is in a position to better market its stars. And I think they're starting to.
1: And that was what they did initially. If you remember correctly... A lot of the star players signed off-season deals with the WNBA to stay here in the off-season and to market the WNBA. Mm-hmm. So, the Lisa Leslie's, the Cheryl Swoops, um, even throwing Rebecca Lobo. Yeah. You know, they they stayed here to market WNBA. Now, the star players. I mean, I'm not going to pass up you know a million dollars to go overseas and right. play to stay here and market the WNBA. So, I think somewhere along the lines, something has to be done. If you look at the collective bargaining agreement as well, initially it was so in like big with star players. It was, you know, rich man, poor man. That was, that was it. Then as you see, you know, through the collective bargaining agreements kind of favored the middleman more, Yeah. you know, it's more middleman driven, but you don't have a WNBA without the stars. And I think the NBA is realizing this too, with the new collective bargaining agreement for star players making, you know, (laughs) uh, a lot of money. So I think there's a lot of talking points and, we have great communication between the players' union and, and the WNBA and Lisa Borders.
0: And I do think that you're right in terms of marketing and who the, who we're trying to market to and what we're trying to market. Like, what is the like what is the WNBA game? Like, if you were to succinctly like sort of describe it, like what makes it great? What makes it maybe different than the NBA, or what makes it similar? I don't know. I don't I don't know what your what your your argument for or against it is.
1: You know, I think just going back real quick,